Here's what's coming up on today's show. You have to do that just for the uh, relieve that stress and understand what I have saved for the last 25, 35, 40 years. Is that going to be enough to supplement in my lifetime? It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, glad to have you back on the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George with Mike Coynan, who's a founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. Today, we're finishing up our conversation on retirement cash flow. We talked about expenses in part one on our last episode, so go check that one out. Today, we're talking about understanding income, so it should be a good show. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing great. We're uh, post-4th of July, and summer's moving fast, isn't it? It is. Did you guys do anything special for the 4th? This was a dud, I'll say. This was <laughs> it's my favorite holiday, and it being that it was kind of in the middle of the week, it just felt it didn't feel the same. We had some stormy weather that day, which is something we haven't had really much at all this year. It just happened to come on Fourth of July, but mm. we missed out on the parade and fireworks. So that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. next year we'll have a Wednesday Fourth of July, which is the worst, right? That's that middle of the week. Yeah, you might as well just take the whole week off. I mean, <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, I love when it's on Thursday because you can easily tack on a Friday, take that day off, and you've got a four-day mm-hmm. weekend to, to enjoy. But hopefully next year the weather will be, weather will be a little bit nicer for you and you can enjoy. But uh, hopefully your summer's going well wherever you're listening from today on the podcast. And, again, if you have questions for Mike about what we discuss in terms of cash flow and income today, always encourage you to reach out to him via the website, principalpreservationservices.com. You can go ahead and book a time to meet with him through the website, but you can also call the team at 855-987-8888. As I mentioned, we had part one last time, so go back and listen to that, understand the expenses side of things. But today we're Mm -hmm. diving into the income side of the equation, and this is so important because you got to understand the crucial role of income analysis, and we want to uncover some of the secrets of guaranteed income versus the uncertain stuff that's out there and try to shed a little bit of light on the consequences of retiring without an income plan, which you don't ever want to do. So if you're feeling lost, don't worry. We're going to walk you through some with some practical solutions here and some expert guidance from, from Mike. And hopefully by the time this is over, you'll have a better understanding of cash flow and how to master that in retirement. So let's jump in, Mike, um, and talk about this income side of things. Why is this income and understanding income and, and knowing where your income co- is coming from in retirement? Why is that so critical for financial stability? Yeah, I I see this all the time. People are so stressed out as they're getting close to retirement and they're or just thinking about it and like how am I gonna how am I gonna pay my bills? <laughs> when they only look at social security and maybe they have a pension or some small little pension from their previous jobs, we're seeing less and less pensions. They're like, this doesn't meet my needs. Where's it gonna come from? And I'm like, well that's why. You know, we have to make sure your budget is clear. We have to make sure that you understand you can't just spend what you want to spend because you're just within your your income, and you might be making, you know, in the household, one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand a year, and you just really didn't have to watch much of a budget. I said, but in retirement, you're going to be on a fixed budget. You really need to hammer down what is your true expenses, you know, to lower that stress and understand is what I have saved in my IRAs and four hundred one ks going to be enough to supplement what I get from a social security, which is what probably three quarters of the people who come in here only have social security, um, maybe about a quarter, maybe at the most a third will have a pension or some small pension from a previous job. You have to do that just for the, uh, relieve that stress and understand 
what I have saved for the last 25, 35, 40 years, is that going to be enough to supplement in my lifetime? Well, for people that are kind of wondering, okay, well, I know it's important. Well, what, what could maybe go wrong then if you don't have a clear picture of where your income's coming from? Yeah, they just make a lot of poor mistakes. Um, that comes to when you have budgeting and then they don't stick to a budget and they don't understand um, what they're really spending per month. Like, for example, I had a, a client come in today, husband and wife. She's retiring just in a couple days. And I'm glad, and we've gone through budget multiple times, but she said, you know what? I was off. <laughs> she goes, I look at my credit card statements and I'm spending more money than what you know I told you you have. So I think there's another $600 a month of spending that they were really spending, putting on their credit cards, paying it off every month. That wasn't really part of the expenses or she just thought, you know, personal things might only be 50 bucks a month for deodorant, shampoos, you know, toothpaste, things like that. Reality is with the cleaning products and all the other things that they're buying and haircuts and it was over over $500 a month. So uh, things that you have to really be in tune with, it could be uh, you know a big mistake because then what happens, people are just taking big chunks of withdrawals out of their accounts without you know just no rhyme or reason. And then all of a sudden they're, they're, they're panicking now because they've taken out $20,000 withdrawal and then four months later they're taking another 20,000 out and four months later another one. And they they just they can't stick to a budget and they can't um, just see the big picture paycheck to paycheck um, and how you're going to supplement that because they've kind of trying to do it their own way. And remember, when you get to retirement, you've never been there before. You have to lean on the experience of people who have been there or the people who have helped people go there to make sure you're doing it right. Talking about retirement income, so let's dive into some of the sources then, Mike, for people that are trying to figure out you know, where might my income come from? So what are some of the examples? I know you've touched on a couple of pensions and IRAs, but I know yeah. there's a lot of different sources, right, potentially. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, some people have real estate still and they have rental properties, or maybe they had a business and we get a few clients who maybe they own their building, sold their business off, so maybe they're getting some payments from their business and they own the building. So that's a, a continue, continual um, income source. Um, we're seeing less and less people want to have real estate. And, and if you want to get out of the real estate a landlord kind of way of doing things and just get away from those properties that just take up too much of your time, you can get out of those and go more into a passive role. And we have this DSTs called a Delaware Statutory Trust that will help you um, take that that time burden away from you, but still get residual monthly income. Uh, obviously, Social Security, pensions are a dying breed, but they're out there. A lot of people have been, you know, maybe had these individual accounts or joint accounts that are non-IRAs, and you've been reinvesting dividends, and then that account might be giving you 2 to 3% dividends per year, and you just keep reinvesting into the same investments. A lot of times I'm telling people, I'm like, well, you don't really don't need to keep reinvesting. You, you probably won't ever even use these dollars. Why don't you just take those dividends out as income? You're already paying taxes on it anyways. You might as well use those dollars instead of reinvesting. So you can turn those around and cash out those dividends. Um, and then lastly, well, second to last, uh, annuities are a big part of it. Some people are getting monthly income from these guaranteed income annuities, whether they're variable uh, we're not a huge fan of, but we can service, uh, uh get the most out of them for you. Not a huge fan, but you might have been stuck into those. Um, and we'll try to get the most out of it. They're going to give you a lifetime income payment source. Um, and then also part-time income. 
Um, so again, the meeting I had today, when we were off on the budget and we cleared that up, and she's like, you know what, they didn't want me to leave, which is great. Um, she says, they wanted me to work another three days a week. We settled at two. So I'm gonna work another five, six months, two days a week, and um, have some part-time income until I kick in social security. So that was a good thing, because we were going to delay social security another you know, six, six months or so. So uh, those are the things to look at. Those are the, the typical income sources. When you're building an income plan, do you suggest having a number of different sources and, and being very diversified there? Or is it a situation where people can really rely heavily on just one or two of these? Well, I, diversification is by far the best way to do things. I mean, when you look back here, man, um, 15 years ago, and, and you know, a lot of people up in, had some oil rights, you know, some um, the oil fields up in North Dakota, and they were getting these great checks. And then what happened to those? They pretty much dried up to nothing. And so some people just went all in on that, and now they shriveled up to hardly anything. Or you could actually have a rental you know, unit or aplex, fourplex, whatever it might be. Um, maybe there, there's always cycles in real estate as well. Well, what if you get to a time where people are just don't want to rent? I mean, or that place is just needing too much work, and you don't have the money to fix it up. It's hard to get what you want for it. Um, or just the repairs are so much and um, it's just hard to rent out. So um, there's a lot of reasons why you want to be diversified because if one well dries up, the other one's doing better. Uh, you just want to have as much diversification as possible. We are talking about cash flow and retirement, understanding the income side of things. Everybody, I think, talks about wanting guaranteed income. So what exactly is guaranteed income, and how should someone balance that guaranteed portion versus the non-guaranteed income sources that they have in their plan? Yeah, obviously a pension, you know, that is guaranteed income, but that's already set up through your employer. You Most people don't have the option to say, no, I don't want to be part of the pension plan or not. It's, it's going to be set up, and usually the employer is putting their own funds into it uh, some plans, you can put additional money into those pension plans out of your paycheck through work to increase that monthly pension, uh, which is great. But what most people are, are looking to do is, for a guaranteed income, opening up some sort of income annuity, whether that's a variable income annuity or an indexed annuity that has an income rider on it. And what that is, you put a bucket of money into that annuity, and it's going to give you a set amount of money per month whenever you're looking to set that up. It's, it's usually predetermined from the day you put your money into it. Um, most of these. Now, some of them aren't. They're depending on how the market performs. I'm not a fan of those. But if let's just say you put uh, $200,000 into this account and maybe you're going to retire in two years or three years. Well, now in maybe three years, they base it off of what age you are. And the older you are, the more they pay because they know there's less years they have to guarantee your life. And so what happens, maybe they're gonna give you $800 a month, $850 a month uh, when you're 65 years old for the rest of your life. And the nice thing is, is if you have longevity, how these things will work is great that you run out of money, you, they take that $850 out of your account. If you burn that up to zero, they keep paying you. So for people who have long life expectancy, longevity, and, and most people know who that is, you know, my parents, my grandparents, and, and so on, they lived in you know, mid-90s or close to 100. I know I'm going to live there. i got great health. Um, well, this might be a great plan for you. I don't think they're the best plans for people who don't have longevity. Um, 
and personally, we don't do a lot of those in our office anyways. I think there's a better way to to get money from your assets than having a, a guaranteed income account personally. Uh, that's how we run our practice because how a lot of these do work, you have to pay a month, you have to pay a yearly fee to be part of this. Whether it's on a variable annuity, um, those fees are three, three and a half percent on average. When it comes to an index annuity um, with an income rider, uh, most of those have a fee today, about one, one and a half percent. And so you're paying a fee for them to tell you how to take your money out. I really don't agree with that. I think there's better ways to do it without having that fee. But some people love them, and that's great because you like that guaranteed income because when you look at in retirement, you have Social Security, maybe a little pension, and now you have a little guaranteed income that meets all your needs. And now the other assets that you have somewhere else hopefully an IRA is somewhere else, that now you can pull those f funds out maybe just for the the extras that you want in retirement, whether it's your not your wants, I mean, not your needs, but just definitely your wants, maybe some travel and so on. Yeah, and we talked about some of that on the expenses, the, the wants versus uh, the needs. And mm -hmm. I know there's the concept of the paycheck versus playcheck. So you, you, know, you try to uh, identify the income that can cover that. So is that the best way to... The kind of structure is to have the guarantee that can that can cover the needs, and then have that other money in your retirement accounts or wherever else to kind of handle some of those extras you want in retirement. Yeah, it's definitely one way to do it. I think a lot of advisors use that paychecks versus playchecks concept, which again you have your social security, your maybe your uh, pension, and then you you create another pension through an income annuity somehow, and that's going to give you enough money to cover all your expenses and now you have your maybe you left a half a million or a million in another IRA that's a, you know this is our kind of a discretionary IRAs we know someday we're going to have to take our required minimum distributions out but in the meantime we're going to let this money grow and maybe we're just going to pull out of it every year or every other year just and something we want to do for fun. Maybe they're just going to do a family trip to Hawaii, take the kids, grandkids, or Mexico, or, or whatever it might be. And you're just going to maybe take some money out every other year for your, uh, for your wants, for the fun things. All right. Talking about understanding income. Um, last thing, Mike. So the strategies for maximizing this guaranteed income, uh, are they different from the approach with the non-guaranteed income? How, how does that differ? Yeah, definitely. Guaranteed income, usually we're tapping into these income annuities, you know, variable annuities, again, which we don't do in our office. I also want to make that clear. Uh, we don't believe these are fiduciary, you know, investments, these income riders that have these outrageous fees and these upfront commissions, um, you know, when you're in the market as well. So, uh, but we see a lot of those. Um, or an index annuity that has an income rider. Those are definitely the guaranteed income sources. But what most people are doing is pulling out uh, money. Obviously, you have money in your IRAs, 401ks, and so on, Roth accounts, non-qualified individual or, or joint accounts. Um, a lot of people were developing a plan to hopefully have that money keep growing, and the withdrawals that you're taking out of those accounts are not touching the principal. That's best-case scenario, that your funds are still growing, and we could just take out withdrawals, whether it be monthly, quarterly, or yearly. It all depends on what... Uh, you know, the household wants. Some people are really good with their budget and they can just take out a uh, one, one time a year kind of withdrawal. Some people really need that monthly budgeting plan to get a monthly check into their accounts. And, and people say, I just don't understand. How's that happen? I was like, it's very simple. 
you know, once we, you know, and most advisors can do this as well. It's not just us, but it's you can link your uh, retirement accounts to your bank accounts, and we can s- schedule monthly deposits into your account. We withhold the taxes, state and federal, so you get your net deposit after after taxes. No difference than uh, a paycheck. And people had no idea that was something they could do because I've heard a lot of people come in here and say, oh, now I have to do quarterly tax reporting? I'm like, absolutely not. Hmm. You do not need to do that. It can be as simple as we're withholding state and federal taxes. You're going to net this much per month, and now you have enough to live off of, and we handle all the taxes for you. Well, hopefully this gives you a better understanding. Again, go back to our last episode and get the expenses side of the conversation. Mike, how difficult is it for someone that is heading into retirement that hasn't sat down and built a plan to actually master this cash flow in retirement on their own? Well, on their own, it's tough. I think uh, they don't, you know, they're not looking at the big picture, the things that we will ask them when they come in. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And I will say majority of the time, 80, 90% of the time, people are like, you know, I didn't think about all this. I, I didn't think about this budget. I didn't, just like today, again, this couple who came in, they're like, you know, we went over a budget. I really thought it was this, but it's not. And I have to ask people again, if you're telling me this is your budget and this is what you're taking home every two weeks, that means you're saving 3000 a month. Or go, absolutely not. We're not saving anything. I said, then we're off. So you got to make sure things are right. But it's hard to do it on your uh, on your own when you're not used to being in this world every day. Some people are good with numbers. Some people aren't. And even if you are good with numbers, doesn't mean you understand retirement planning. We have to look at the big picture. So I really would recommend working with somebody who's this is their focus. And again, our niche is working with this group of people who are typically getting really close to or in retirement to um, give them that peace of mind to know that when you are retired, you get to stay retired. Again, if you want to get in touch with Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services, you can do so by calling 855-987-8888 or log on principalpreservationservices.com. You can also find more content on their YouTube channel, Retirement Reality On Demand. But please don't hesitate to ask uh, any questions you might have about cash flows. You can tell the income planning side of things is so very important for your long-term success. You want to get it right. All right, Mike, thanks for your time today. We will uh, do it again soon. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.